0: Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Beef Up Front podcast. This is your host Ryan Coyle. Continuing our little bit of a, a March Madness preview show today. Uh, yesterday, we recorded, went through our whole bracket. The Beef Up Front College Basketball crew um, gave you some some analysis on some potential upsets. Uh, predicted our Final Four, our champion. In today's show, I've got a list of 15 kind of under-the-radar players for March Madness. Some of these guys are from power programs who could potentially be making some deep runs this year. Uh, But they're more so role players for those teams, not like your superstars. You won't be seeing guys in this list like Io DeSumo, Jalen Suggs, uh, Corey Kispert, Kate Cunningham. Guys like that who everyone in the sport knows are the superstar players, you know, Luca Garza, uh, players of that stature. But I do have a few guys uh, from, you know, I have a guy from Illinois. I have a guy from Villanova, a guy from Virginia Tech, some of these bigger schools who the casual basketball fan, college basketball fan might not really know. So if you haven't filled out your bracket yet uh, or you already have and you're just looking for some more info on some of these teams that you picked, this is the show for you. I've got 15 guys as well as some guys who – are on teams who could be some trendy upset picks going forward in this year's uh, college basketball NCAA tournament. So it should be a pretty cool show here today. I like this list of 15 guys, and I think they'll all be playing pretty well come uh, this weekend on Friday and Saturday's games and potentially into the the later parts of the tournament as well. Uh, But we'll start with my number one. This is no order. I just 15 guys off the top of my head. And as I was going through my research and whatnot, uh, the first guy that came to my head is one of my favorite players in college basketball right now. Uh, I was talking to my friends the other day. I think this year, other than me being a Villanova fan, the two other teams I've watched the most this year are Illinois and Oklahoma State. Uh, and this guy, every time I watch Illinois, always is popping out to me. And that's Andre Curbelo, uh, freshman guard for for Illinois. Uh, a real shifty guard off the bench. He's their sixth man uh, from Long Island Lutheran in New York, I believe. Uh, he's a he's a freshman. averages nine point one points per game, but he's a really good playmaker off the balance. I think he's a, a really crafty guard, a good pull up jump shooter, able to create plays for others. Uh, I think in the next few years he's going to be a star in the Big Ten. You know, with Ayodele Sumo and Kofi Coburn, most likely going to the draft after this season. I, I could really see a guy like Curbello becoming a star in the Big Ten. He's a name to definitely monitor going forward. But I think if Illinois is going to make that Final Four run that a lot of people are expecting, Curbello will be a big part of that. The next guy is Jason Preston, the guard out of Ohio. This is a, a really popular upset pick with the 13-seed Ohio Bobcats against the 4-seed Virginia Cavaliers. Virginia won the ACC, but definitely wasn't their strongest year. Having some COVID issues right now. We talked about that yesterday. Uh, the beef up front crew did predict Ohio over Virginia for the record. And one of the main reasons why is because of Preston. Uh, if you haven't heard about him yet, a, a great story. Barely played high school varsity basketball. Only had like 50, 50 points his senior year of high school. Uh, and then he went to a prep school. And now he's at Ohio where he grew to 6'4". To he's a legit, legit triple-double threat each time he steps out on the floor. Uh, averages 16.6 points, 6.8 rebounds, and 7.2 assists while shooting 53% from the field and 41% from deep. So a really good all-around player. I think Virginia's best defender is Kihei Clark, who's a 5'9 guard, and Preston's a 6'4 point guard. So he could pose some issues with his height. Uh, Look for Ohio to post him up. But this is a really exciting player. And if Ohio's going to win this game, Preston's definitely going to play a large role in it. Uh, As I said, I I love Ohio to upset Virginia. I did about nine brackets, and I think I had – That and all of them. So uh, this kid had 31 points on Illinois earlier in the season. So definitely watch this guy. Uh, He's probably going to be an NBA player as well one day. So get used to seeing a a lot more of Jason Preston. Our next guy, our uh, friend of the program, Josh Nolan's maybe favorite player in the NCAA tournament this year. That's Isaiah Miller, a guard out of UNC Greensboro. Uh, Didn't get to watch much of Greensboro this year, but I was able to watch their conference championship game Uh, And this guy was just all over the floor. Uh, He was the SOCON player of the year. Uh, He's just a great athlete and a great defender. He's going to be able to, they're playing Florida State. He's going to be able to match up athletically with a lot of their guards and play some good defense. Uh, And just due to his athleticism and his ability to get to the rack, he he will probably, his name will probably be floated around in the NBA uh, draft as well when it comes to selection time. Uh, but this is going to be a really good matchup for him against these great athletes of Florida State. Uh, Miller averaged 19.3 points per game on the year. Uh, He is a poor outside shooter, though, and a free-throw shooter. Poor free-throw shooter. Watching the conference title game, he wasn't able to seal the deal at the end of the game from the free-throw line. Did just enough, uh, but he had a lot of chances to put that game away, and he kind of let them hang around. So if Florida State sags off him, makes him – Shoot it from the outside, and he's not hitting those shots. They're going to be, uh, that's going to be a, a quick exit for UNC Greensboro. But it's going to be a really good test for him athletically. Uh, if he can, if he, if these Florida State defenders are still sagging off him, and he's able to get by them and finish at the rim against some of those seven footers that Florida State has in the paint, uh, I think it's going to be a great test for him. A big game for his NBA draft stock, but just overall a really fun player. I think you'll get a few good highlight plays out of him. Uh, really looking forward to that game against with UNC Greensboro against Florida State. Our next guy is Chandler Vondren, a forward out of Winthrop. Uh, he averaged twelve point seven rebounds and seven assists a game this year. A senior uh, for a Winthrop team that a lot of people are picking to upset Villanova, and for good measure, they they only lost one game this year uh, back back in January, I think, to UNC Asheville, uh, and they're playing an undermanned Villanova squad without Colin Gillespie, Justin Moore. Uh, will play in the tournament, but he's a bit banged up as well. Uh, just not the same team without Gillespie. Definitely could see an upset here. Uh, but this is a Vondrain as a 6 7 do it all forward. Had three triple doubles this season. Pretty impressive. Not a common occurrence in college basketball. Uh, Villanova has a very good forward themselves in Jeremiah Robinson Earl. Going to be intriguing to see if Villanova decides to match up uh, Robinson Earl on Vondrain. Uh, they also winthrop also has a really another really good forward uh dj burns who's about six nine so gonna be a big matchup whether jay wright puts him uh jeremiah robinson earl on vondren or burns but vondren i think is the better of the two at least at this stage of their career in college uh, just as i said three triple doubles this year i uh, do it all for it uh I think this is going to be a really close game, and Vondren is going to be the guy with the ball in his hands towards the end probably. Uh, A guy, a really well-rounded player. Uh, Keep an eye out for him. Next player, we got Bones Highland guard out of VCU. Uh, I talked about Curbelo earlier. If is my favorite, Bones Highland's a close second. Uh, Just a really exciting player to watch. Uh, A great guard. A-10 player of the year. Uh, Not the biggest conference, but still winning the A-10 player of the year uh, is a pretty good accomplishment. Definitely a league that is very competitive each year and sends a lot of teams to the tournament usually. Usually like a three- or four-bid league. Uh, They got two this year with St. Bonaventure and VCU. But this is a guard who can go. Uh, He can get a bucket at any time. A really good outside shooter. We're shooting over 40% at the beginning of the year. Those numbers dipped a bit towards – they're down around 37, 38, but still a very good outside shooter. Uh, I think he's going to go to the NBA draft after this year, so enjoy uh, his March Madness run if he makes one this year because I don't think he'll get much more of it. But this is a guy who enjoys playing on the big stage. Uh, this could be a game for him where he's able to, against or a really good Oregon team, able to put some more NBA draft scouts and teams on notice uh, and give him uh, a little boost to his draft stock. He had 30 points three sep- over 30 or more three separate times this year, so... Uh, a a really good bucket getter, uh, a very good shooter, as I was saying. And if you ever just want to watch his highlights before these two teams play, a really good player off the bounce, uh, just can do it all. Uh, Really excited to watch him go up against some good defensive competition in Oregon. Next player, Javion Hamlet, guard out of North Texas. They'll be matching up against Purdue. Uh, Purdue, I think, will win this game just because of their height. Uh, North Texas is a, a pretty small team but they're going to slow it down. And I think that'll be a, a really low scoring game. Uh, but Hamlet is a guard who I think could pose some trouble for the guards of Purdue. He's a CUSA player of the year, uh six foot four average 14.9 points per game. Uh, very quick player in the open court, a pretty solid shooter as well. I think he's going to give Purdue some trouble. I haven't watched much of him, but everything I've heard about him and read about him, uh, a big time playmaker scored 30 this in a game this year at rice uh, earlier in the season. So, Watch out for JV on Hamlet uh, and the potential of the North Texas Mean Green pulling off the upset over number four, Purdue. Next player, we had Jordan Burns, guard out of Colgate, Patriot League player of the year, uh, 1,653 points in his career. If he played in a normal season this year, at Colgate played only 13 games, I believe. He'd probably be up around that 1,800 mark. Uh, he's a guy who I think might look to come back next year. Uh, use that fifth year of eligibility. It would definitely be a 2,000-point score then. But Patriot League Player of the Year in this 2020-2021 season, averaged 17 a game, uh, shot 42% from three, and he's part of an offensive juggernaut up in Colgate. I believe they're averaging 86 a game on the year. They're playing Arkansas average averaging 82. That's going to be really fun. Up and down game, a lot of threes, uh, a very exciting game. and Burns could be uh, the star of that one. Him and Moses Moody going to head to head from Arkansas. I think it'll be a really fun matchup. Uh, could be a potential upset here with a 14 over three. Uh, and and if Colgate is able to pull the upset, Burns will be the uh, main reason why. Uh, he put up 26 against Boston University this year. As I said, 1,653 points in his college career. A player who can really go uh, watch out for him. And potentially Colgate pulling, up, pulling off the upset over the, Arkansas Razorbacks there in the 14-3 matchup in the South region. Next guy, this is uh, kind of, I, I don't really know how un- much under the radar he is, uh, but Villanova's main two guys, Colin Gillespie, Jeremiah Robinson, and the third guy who's pretty close, I think, is Justin Moore, guard from Villanova. He's another, I'm going to say, under the radar player for March Madness. Uh, if you're you know a diehard college basketball fan, you pay close attention You'll know who this guy is, but if you know if you're just a casual fan who enjoys March Madness, uh, this guy only averages about like 12 points a game. He has a potential though to go out there and put up 20, and he's going to need to against this Winthrop team, which uh, we're expecting to be a pretty high-scoring game. Uh, with Colin Gillespie out, Jonathan Moore is going to have to really step up. He's going to have the ball in his hands a lot. Uh, he's an old-school player, uh, really th- ex- excels and thrives in the mid-range game. Uh, he can take you in the post like all the Villanova guards can. A three-level score, not the greatest outside uh, three-point shooter, but can still knock knock it down. Uh, his season high this year was 24 points against Creighton, and that was the game where Gillespie got hurt, so he kind of shouldered the load there. The next game against Providence, he went out with an ankle injury, and he showed some real toughness coming back uh, and playing in the biggest tournament against Georgetown with an ankle sprain. Uh, wasn't himself, but with some more rest and some more practice on that ankle, uh, I'm expecting him to come out and play really well in the tournament. Uh, keep an eye out for him. If Villanova is able to get past Winthrop, uh, the combination of Justin Moore and Jeremiah Robinson Earl will be the main reason why. But I really like uh, what Moore can bring to the table, and I think this is going to be a really close game, and I expect Moore to have the ball in his hands late a lot in this one. Next guy on our list is Max Ambus, uh, guard out of Oral Roberts, the leading scorer in the country this past season averaged 24.4 points per game for the Summit League Champs, 43.8% from 3, so a very good outside shooter. Uh, a real short and skinny guy though. 6'1, 165, but he's going to use that cat-like quickness. Uh, and I like this matchup against OSU. OSU is a, a for a power conference team pretty small. They they don't have, you know, huge guards. They're not going to like a Tennessee team who just has just grown men flat out all over the floor. Uh, Purdue just, you know, a really well built, uh, a big team. This Ohio state team has pretty decent size, but not these elite athletes, not these crazy, you know, freakish build players. Uh, So I think ambus got a pretty good draw here. And I, and like I said, I like this matchup. I think, If Abbas is able to carry them, uh, this could be a pretty close game in the 215. Don't get me wrong. definitely think Ohio State will win. But uh, this guard out of Oral Roberts is able to light it up. I think he'll be able to keep him in it and be a a really fun game to watch. I think, you know, everyone enjoys watching these small schools. You don't really get to see much with these uh, sometimes really good star players. They just don't get the national TV recognition, so people don't know them as well. Ambus uh, is a, a perfect example of that. He'll be a really fun player to check out in the tournament this year. Next player, Justin Mutts, forward out of Virginia Tech. Uh, transfer forward, transfer from high point to Delaware, then Delaware now to Virginia Tech. Uh, this is his first year playing for Tech. Average 9.6 points, 6.5 rebounds per game. This is a Virginia Tech team that started out 13-3. Uh, COVID hit them, and they kind of haven't been the same since. Uh, but they still finished 15-6 and six on the year. I feel like they're under underseeded as a 10 here, uh, but I think this Virginia Tech team will beat Florida and has a good chance of Ohio State Advances, too, to take them down as well. Uh, when Virginia Tech's playing well, they they can play they can play with some of the best teams in the country. They beat uh, Villanova at the beginning of the year when Villanova was at full strength. So, And if Virginia Tech's going to pull some of these upsets, uh, Mutz is an under-the-radar guy who I don't think gets enough attention. He's a Going to be the X factor for Virginia Tech. So, I think Florida six seven six eight Muts uh, able to take people down low. Uh, really good crashing the offensive glass and, and a very good athlete as well. I think he's going to give Florida a pretty guard heavy team wing heavy team some trouble. Uh, he had twenty four against UNC in the conference tourney and they have a really good front court. So, if Justin Mutz plays to his ability, uh, I think Virginia Tech could be. Uh, a, a 10 seed that sneaks into the Sweet 16. Next guy is uh, another one of my favorite players in the tournament, and that's Cameron Krutwig, center out of Loyola, Chicago. Uh, the MVC Player of the Year, just a dominant player throughout his whole career, was on that Final Four team a few years back for Loyola, Chicago. Just a really funny-looking guy. Doesn't look like he belongs on a Division I basketball court. Just a, a big, white, stocky guy. Uh, but he's a, a very good player, really good fundamental Kind of like a poor man, uh Luca Garza, I think you could say, where not as good as an outside shooter, but just able to impact the game in a multitude of ways. Uh, but not definitely not the most athletic guy, but just a fun player overall to watch. Uh 15 points a game, a great passer, obviously a good rebounder as well. Uh excited to see him play Georgia Tech, and then if they are able to get past Georgia Tech. An exciting matchup against Kofi Coburn, who's one of the best bigs in the country as well. So that would be a a great matchup to watch. My next player is McKinley Wright, the fourth guard out of Colorado. Uh, Kind of in the same boat as Justin Moore. If you're a diehard college basketball fan, you'll know who this guy is, uh, but the casual fan might not be Uh, as in tune with a guy like McKinley Wright, the fourth, just because he's playing out on the West Coast those late games in the Pac 12. Uh, where a lot of people, you know, don't really see that much. They're not like the prime time team. Uh, if he was a uh, played in like the Big Ten or something, the Big Twelve games that are you know on seven o'clock on Monday night that people are going to be tuned into consistently, I think he'd be a lot more popular. Uh, but this is one of my favorite guards in the sport, uh, and he can really carry a team if he gets going. Uh, a very good defender as well. Was on the All Pac-12 defense team this year. One point one steals per game. Average 14 or excuse me, 15 points and five assists per game on the year. Uh, A really good leader. And I think he's a type of guy who's going to be come up big in the clutch and can really take over the game late if needed. Uh, Like I said, if he if this guy played in the Big 10 or the Big 12 uh, and got more national, like you know, TV recognition at early primetime slots, uh, this would be a household name. But watch out for McKinley Wright. Uh, I think he'll definitely be able to beat Georgetown and potentially have a a big-time matchup against Florida State in the second round. Uh, Three of the names left on our list. Uh, The first of the three is Tanner Groves, uh, the forward out of Eastern Washington. 16 points, eight boards on the year, uh, but also a very impressive, efficient 55% shooting from the field. Uh, Can step out and shoot the three ball as well. Knocked down 17 threes this year. Uh, Only shot 32%, but still has the ability to step out and shoot. Uh, he poured in at least 25 or more points three times this year as well. So he's going to be playing a potentially undermanned Kansas team. Uh, recording this a little late Wednesday afternoon, but Mitch Lightfoot, it's or excuse me, David McCormick uh, will be able to play. Didn't sound like he would be able to uh, when I made this list earlier. Uh, Intricate front court piece for Kansas. But still, he's going to be, you know, coming back from COVID, not in the best shape. Groves could potentially take advantage of that. And this isn't your your normal Kansas team. This is a, I think, a pretty poor Kansas team. They've been playing better uh, down the stretch here, uh, before they had that COVID pause in the Big Twelve tournament. But this isn't your normal, uh, you know, elite athlete Kansas team. Uh, and Groves is a, a guy who could potentially uh, exploit them. I think he. This is a game where I think the Jayhawks should definitely be on upset alert. I think Groves and his Eastern Washington Eagles uh, could pull off a, a pretty historical upset here. Uh, excited to watch him. I haven't watched him at all this season, but just reading up on him, uh, he's the go-to guy for this team. Uh, and looking at his stats, he's a seems like a, a pretty efficient player. Uh, should be should be fun to check him out. Uh, second to last guy, Shaquan Hemphill, uh, forward out of Drake. Definitely the best player on Drake's team. This is a a guy who'll be playing in the first four that Wichita State game. So, depending on when you're listening to this, uh, might not even be watching him on you know Friday or Saturday in the tournament. Uh, He's playing on Thursday night. But if they're able to, if Drake is able to get past Wichita State, they'll be playing USC on Saturday. So. Only lost one game this year. Uh, the Drake Bulldogs did when Hempill was in the lineup. Uh, he's been out since February 10th with a foot injury, but he will be back. They've announced uh, averages 14 points and six boards a game. Uh, interested to see how he looks when he gets back out there. Hasn't, you know, as I said, hasn't played in a while. Uh, but he's a big time double double threat and a really fun player to watch. I've watched Drake a few times this year uh, when they were clicking on all cylinders at the beginning of the year. They were on TV a few times. And he's an impressive uh, big body forward. So watch out for Hempel and Drake if they're able to beat Wichita State uh, or even just, you know, check him out in that first four game. But if if they're able to win that game, uh, a matchup against Evan Mobley and USC would be coming next. And our last guy, uh, 15th, Player on this list. As I said, not in any order. Uh, this was just, you know, kind of these players popped in my head as I, as I was thinking about doing this show. Uh, and that is Na- Naimas Cueta, center out of Utah State. Uh, hopefully I said his name right. But this guy's a seven footer, uh, averages 15 and 10 a game. So averages a double double already. Uh, and he's going to, he's an old school big. He's going to be in the paint all day, uh, going to look to dominate the glass on both the offensive and defensive end, uh, get those put back dunks, put back layups. Uh, watch this guy as a, as a rim runner as well as uh, in the pick and roll uh, as a, you know, on the, a lob specialist. Not going to have much offensive game outside of that, but still a double-double threat. Uh, he's going to be going up against Texas Tech, a very good defensive team. Intrigued to see what he's able to do against them. But I really compare this guy to a poor man's Kofi Coburn. Uh, just a, a huge, huge force down low, a, a really big-time uh, post player. He averaged 3.2 blocks per game. Uh, he's going to be really integral at protecting the rim against Mac McClung. Expect them to have a few encounters at the rim. Uh, but he's the Aggies' defensive anchor. But thinking about uh, Queta, he's just like Coburn. He's not going to be leaving the lane much, but he's going to make his presence felt in the paint. Uh, but that'll do it for our list of you know 15 players who are kind of under the radar, some guys you might have never heard of, or some guys from uh, some bigger-time schools. Who are going to be playing an integral role in the tournament, I think, going forward. Uh, really excited for March Madness to get going tomorrow night, Thursday night with the first four. And then, you know, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, uh, the round of 64 and the round of 32. Uh, best of luck to everyone as you continue to fill out your brackets. Hope everything goes well and just enjoy it. Uh, this is March. We've been waiting for this for a while. Can't wait to get going.